Okay, if you're looking to purchase a house on the Jersey Shore to live there, vacation home, investment property, it's absolutely critical that you understand what your rights are to the land and to the water surrounding it. Stay tuned. We all live in this great state of New Jersey, and we brought in today a gentleman who wrote a book on the history of New Jersey, title rights, different things. Joe Gravis, welcome to the show. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm good, Joe. Great. Joe, what's the name of the book that you had written? It's called Owning New Jersey. It's based upon my career in land titles mm -hmm. and the history that I've acquired over the last 45 years. Uh, spending my time spelunking through uh, <laughs> <laughs> clerks' offices and dusty deeds and uh, and basements. well, it sounds riveting, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's a great book that you had written, and let's talk a little bit about it. You know, how this great state of New Jersey come to be? So, right away, I think you want to remember the fact that we are the Garden State, right? And we're not called the Garden State for nothing. When uh, Henry Hudson, the Dutch explorer, came here, he referred to New Jersey as a Garden of Eden, a veritable Garden of Eden. The flora, the fauna. Imagine New Jersey with, 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 with animals running everywhere. Yeah, and The marshes, yeah, everything yeah, just, here. Yeah. Just gorgeous. Because you have to remember that in 1609, when Hudson showed up here, Mm -hmm. The Wild West began right at the New Jersey shoreline. Everything, what do you mean by that, the Wild West? There was nothing else beyond it. Right. It was Native Americans. Yep. They had been here for 10,000 years before us. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, civilization as the Europeans knew it didn't exist. Sure. Uh, like I said, as they knew it. All right, um, so, so now New Jersey, I'm from Massachusetts originally. Okay. In Massachusetts, we'll state claim to being the first place that's ever been discovered in the United States. I don't even know if that's accurate. Yeah, uh, actually, I believe that the um, that uh, the original place, well, it's not the United States, Nova Scotia, right? The, yeah. the Vikings came there <laughs> earlier, but uh, as far as the, the continent is concerned. Yeah, to think of the world in 1664. Mm -hmm. And the reason I choose that date is because that's when the English came to New Jersey. And that's really when New Jersey began to be developed. Mm -hmm. There was some development before that. We can talk about that. But, but 1664 is the date. And so at that point, New England already had been established by the English. Sure. Virginia already established by the English. And right in the middle were the Dutch, the hated Dutch. No offense to Dutch people, but at the time, right. they were the hated Dutch. Why were they hated Dutch? Because the Dutch, during the 17th century, were experiencing their golden age. Mm. They had the biggest Navy, commercial Navy, mm. in the world, and they dominated commerce. Mm. And they were right in the yeah. middle of everything. Right. And 
King Charles II, not the third that we have now, but the second one, he turns to his brother, James the Duke of York, and says, we got to do something about this. All right, so now the Dutch are already here. The Dutch are in here. In New Jersey. They showed up England's in 1609. England's up north, south. Okay, okay. okay. so you got, you got the English are in the north in New England, in south in Virginia. In the middle, we have the Dutch, and they're already here. Now right. the English are like, wait a second, right. we want this. But they're mostly on in Manhattan okay. and up in Albany. Okay. They're staying there. They're really not in New Jersey. There were a couple of small settlements in and around Jersey City and up uh, near Hackensack. Very small settlements. The problem was the Dutch couldn't get along with the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. And they had several wars between them. Mm. Okay, The Peach War and uh, a bunch of other wars. And really kind of brutal. Uh, they could not get along. Uh, they had a different understanding of the of the uh, Native Americans. Well, they were selfish Europeans that came in and pushed the Native Americans I mean, that, that was their yeah. point, right? Uh, the English sort of took uh, some lessons from the Dutch, mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons why they were more successful. But but I, I digress. So Charles II turns to J James Duke of York, his brother, who would eventually become King James. We know him from the Bible, right? Sure. And uh, says, you got to do something about this. So he sends a bunch of guys with this guy, Colonel Richard Nichols, puts him in a fleet, sends the fleet across the ocean. They come rolling into New York Harbor. Peter Stuyvesant, who we may have heard of, he wants to fight. All the rest of the Dutch are like, we're not fighting. We're not fighting. They got a huge fleet here. We're not going to fight. And so they give up. Okay. And they sign something called the Articles of Capitulation. Mm -hmm. And in those articles, something very important happened. They said, you Dutch can all stay here. Mm -hmm. Not only can you stay here, but you can keep your land. Okay. That's really important. Because what did the English want? What did the English need most? They needed to populate the land in between New England and in between Virginia to make it one big solid colony so that they could dominate. Right. Plus the tax, the, the ability to tax Absolutely, the revenue, it. all that stuff, exactly. Mm. But at that point, by 1664, the British Navy was starting to come into its own, and the British Navy was a fighting Navy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a commercial Navy, okay? And so they, they fought a couple of wars with the Dutch, the First Dutch War, the Second Dutch War. But ultimately, 1664, they show up, they capitulate, and here we are. Well, the first thing that has to be done is that Richard Nichols has marching orders from James the Duke of York, says, you've got to get people here. Mm -hmm. You've got to get people in. And so he starts giving out land grants. And when I say land grants, I mean like 500 thousand acres in New Jersey. So what did they go to people that were over in England or did they recruit people from New England and from Virginia? Interestingly enough, New Jersey was settled not by people directly from Europe. Hmm. They were settled by people already here. They came from Rhode Island. Okay. They came from Long Island. They came from the sections of Brooklyn, okay, hmm. who wanted yeah. Yeah, we're giving out more. free land here. Right. Come on down. You know, it's so interesting because we repeat that as a complete sidebar. 
when we're the we have the real expansion out west. We just exactly. get people land out there to populate. Absolutely, it. absolutely, and, and and that is one of the things that I think is fascinating about land is people's thirst for land mm. and the development and why people. You say, why would you leave perfectly good New Jersey to go to the middle of Ohio, for instance? Uh, as uh, Abraham Lincoln's great-grandfather did, um, just to get more land. Mm. I mean, there's nothing out there. It's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. And yet, they did it. It's, it's fascinating. It's like part of the human condition. Because even in today's society, it's a quest for land. Now, it's real estate right. that we look at now because it's so built up. But at the end of the day, it's about acquiring the land and everything that you can put on it or do with it. Right. Right. So people don't change today. <laughs> today, we think mostly in terms of home ownership, mm -hmm. right? But in the agrarian society sure, of the 17th, days, 18th, sure. 19th century, it's all about the land, mm. right? What the land produces. A lot of people feel that people came here because of religious persecution. That's mostly what we learn. That's what they in, teach you. In in high that's school. right. That's what they teach you. Yes, but at the end of the day. You can't have a church, you can't have a home, you can't have a school, you can't have a business, you can't have a mill mm. unless you own land That's to put them on. That's a great point. Right? Yeah. So land is everything. Yeah. Land, we are connected to the land both physically and existentially. Yeah. And spiritually. Yeah, right? exactly. I couldn't agree with you and more. So that's why people came here from those places. Um, Long Island, for, for instance, uh, out at the end on Montauk, they were whalers. Mm. But the whaling business had pretty much gone away. Mm -hmm. By that point, and all you have to do is read Moby Dick, it's all about that, how they get in these boats and go all the way around the Cape mm -hmm. to the Pacific to get whales because there aren't enough whales in the Atlantic anymore. They've been fished out. Mm. And yet we're only talking about 1664, right? We're not talking about 1900. Right. Um, and people say, I'm, I'm not taking a year off and going around the, the Pacific. Cape Horn, right? Yeah, Is that exactly. All the way around? Around, around the Horn, yeah. Um, I mean, we could go deep another time on the Pan Panama Canal right. and what a project that was. Right, right. But it's really a marvel of engineering. Absolutely. So, all right, so you're, you're in New Jersey. We get people here. We're giving out land. What's the first type of crops that we put here? How did it grow? So, you know, we obviously take a page out of the, uh, the Native Americans. Sure. Land, uh, book and uh, and corn, of course, which you know New Jersey's famous for our corn. Uh, cranberries had had always been here, um, but other types of farming. We we're we're in an interesting area uh, uh, geologically mm. in New Jersey because we're at the at what they call the terminal moraine. Uh, everything basically south of the Raritan was the under the yeah, it was under the water. It was it was part of the ocean at one point. Okay, and so that presents us with a lot of different soils. Uh, we're very rich, or we're very rich in ores uh, and minerals. Up in the north, we had iron mines in in uh, New Jersey. In fact, the iron that came to create the Great Chain. If you ever go to West Point, mm -hmm. you'll see that there are these enormous chains with links about this big made of iron. Mm -hmm. And during the Revolutionary War, we built a chain that stretched all the way across the Hudson to stop the English 
from coming up. How many miles is up. that? It, it, uh, several miles long. And Jeez. all that all that iron ore came from New Jersey. It was that chain was made right up there. Who knew? Yeah. And uh, so there was that. But then as we came further down in the middle area, the Raritan was very fertile, mm-hmm. right? We're in, we're in a valley, in a river valley. And then as we move further so- south, the the land turns to more of a sandy, loamy sort of soil. So we've got a lot of different uh, different types of soils mm-hmm. that give us a lot of different things, whether now, it be minerals Now, is it or, true? I'm sorry to cut you short, Joe. Is it true that my understanding is when you get to the Raritan Bridges, north of that was really glacier. And, you know, we had a, a few years ago, actually probably going on about 10 years ago now, we had a tremor here in Red Bank, uh-huh. New Jersey. My understanding that was the the land decompressing still from the glaciers right. that were here and the weight on the land. Was okay. it all glacier? Yeah, so the glacier came down. That's 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 the idea of the terminal moraine, yeah. you know, uh, and uh, the leavings of, of the glacier as, as it mm. came down and, and then receded. Um, so, you know, ge- geologically, New Jersey is what it is for a reason, mm-hmm. and millions of years created w- what it is. And, of course... The people who came here from Rhode Island, you know, from Montauk, not a lot of great farming out in Montauk, Rhode Island, pretty rocky area. Yeah. I mean, you're from New England. Yeah, sure. You know, it's tough to grow stuff yes. up there. I like to put it this way. New Jersey was a temperate climate that didn't have the rocks of New England or the malaria of Virginia. Yeah. Okay. It's the perfect in between. So I show up from Rhode Island. I got my horse. I carriage my family. I'm like, where's my farmland? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we start planting corn. That's right. That's right. That's fascinating. So the first two major uh, uh, tracts of land were the a- Elizabethtown uh, allotment, which was 500,000 acres. Yep. Elizabeth, New Jersey, it was the very first town really city in uh, the uh, New Jersey hmm. and then the second one was the Mammoth patent which is we're part of all that which was uh, a so that's of, right in Mammoth like where Mammoth University is it's everything pretty much everything from Sayreville all the way down to Little Lake Harbor okay that was so now it's what's Mammoth and Ocean Atlantic yeah. County now okay yep. interesting yeah and eventually you know that broke up into other Counties, but yeah, these uh, guys came here and uh, and settled in, and uh, part of the requirement for them to come here was that they would bring more people. Mm-hmm. But here's here's the the, the shift, the, the funny thing about it. From day one, New Jersey had a title problem. Okay. Because James the Duke of York turns to Colonel Nichols and says, "Go, go take New Jersey." They didn't call it New Jersey at the time, but go take New Amsterdam, which is what it was. That's what it was originally? Yes. He sends them off. While he's out in the water, mm-hmm. he turns to two of his buddies, Berkeley and Carteret. Mm-hmm. Those of you familiar with the Berkeley and Carteret Hotel, sure. right? We know where that comes from now. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, Lord Berkeley and Sir George Carteret. And they were guys who stayed loyal to Charles II. Mm-hmm. And James the Duke of York during the English Civil War. Because Charles I, he got his head cut off. Mm-hmm. That was dad. It's a bad day. Yeah. 
he got his head cut off, and uh, and and Oliver Cromwell came into power. Well, they put Charles II in because as bad as Charles I was, Charles uh, Cromwell was even worse. They called his his reign the reign of terror. So how does it become a land issue? So he says, go take all the land. The Dutch formally owned the land, or they gave them by the conquest, land? by right okay. of conquest. They showed up, said, put the flag down, say, this is ours. Now, are there anything like in today's day and age when you're acquiring property in New Jersey? Are there any liens or land ownership that goes back that far? Yes, there is. Wow. Yes, there is. Yes. So, and and those are proprietary interests, and we'll we'll huh. talk about those in a minute. But the reason why it's called New Jersey is because Carteret was the governor of the Isle of Jersey, which is an island that's just off the coast of France, but it's part of England. And when Charles I got his head cut off, Charles II and James the Dork, James the Duke of York, uh, went there in exile. Mm. He put them up. He took care of them. Put them on the Isle of Jersey. Right. And so they named this new place New Jersey, interesting. Also known as Nova Caesarea, because Jersey is actually the Anglicization of the word Caesar. Hmm. Okay, so actually New Jersey is New Caesar. That's our wow derivation. I mean, you got to write that one down. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows that. I knew we had the right guy. (laughs) So he goes and, and gives New Jersey to. Berkeley and Carteret. Okay. But Nichols is on his way to give it away. He's going to sell portions of it. Berkeley and Carteret says, no, we own it. So after he's given portions of it away, they send Carteret's cousin over here. And he shows up and says, no, 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 we own it. And that is the very first title dispute in the state of New Jersey. And Who won? That, well... That's a good question. There were uh, lawsuits. Mm-hmm. There were arguments. There were land riots and land wars right here in New Jersey, uh, across the state line mm-hmm. with uh, New York, and also internally, uh, where people would rise up. They would do. They engage in what they call predatory surveying. They'd mm-hmm. send guys out to survey a property and then claim it was theirs, and then other guys would show up with clubs and beat up the other guys and break into churches and kidnap people. All this stuff was going on before the Revolutionary War, during the 1700s. So we were ready for the war. (laughs) We were busy beating up on each other. But we were used to fighting for our land. Yeah. And that's the point. And that's the thing that is so deep within all of us is our connection to the land. Mm. Uh, and and New Jersey is no no better place to explain that connection than than right here. That's great, Joe. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the Jersey Shore and how that became the New Jersey Shore, the iconic New Jersey Shore. So we'll be right back. So welcome back, everyone. We're having an in-depth conversation with Joe Gravis about the history of New Jersey. Now, Joe. How does the New Jersey Shore become so iconic? What was the process? Hygiene. <laughs> Hygiene. Wait, you got to go deeper on that for a <laughs> People didn't brush their teeth? So what happened was is the Jersey Shore really started to being developed 
uh, after the beginning of the industrial age in the United States. Okay. Right? I mean, prior to 1850, the Jersey Shore was just empty sand dunes. Mm -hmm. But what was happening was is New York, Brooklyn, Newark, Hackensack, all these places were becoming industrial centers. In the summertime, they were awful. Can you imagine? They were awful. No air conditioning, probably no fans. Open nothing. sewers. Yeah. Okay, sewage right. running in the streets. So what happened was is that the wealthier people and those who could said, we need to at least get our family out of here during the summertime. Mm -hmm. We need to send them somewhere else. And it's not just the Jersey Shore. Obviously, they went up to the Adirondacks and mm -hmm. you know, up to Newport, Rhode Island, places like that. Uh, but the Jersey Shore was, was close. And so initially, some of the earliest uh, shore uh, communities were uh, in Cliffwood Beach, Morgan Beach, mm -hmm. right across close. the Raritan Bay, right, right there. Um, and then what happened was that religion started to get involved. Hmm. Uh, religious communities, what they call camp meeting associations. Mm. So there was this whole movement in the latter part of the, the 19th century. Remember, we just fought a horrible civil war. Mm -hmm. People were living in these cities, still did North did not have uh, a sewerage system that was underground until the turn of the 19th century, wow. like they 1901. Live in horrible conditions. Horrible conditions. People You're, are already tense from exactly, going through the Civil War. Exactly. And so they, a lot of these religious societies would create these camp meeting associations. And originally it was just, let's find a nice piece of property. We'll go down there where our tents, we'll hang out, we'll, we'll pray, we'll engage with each other, uh, we'll praise God, and, and that'll be great. Mm -hmm. But once they got down there, they said, oh, wait a minute, this is, this is really nice. So, for instance, there was, uh, we're probably all familiar with Ocean Grove. Sure. Now, That's Methodist. Right. That's Methodist Camp Meeting Association. That's 1869. Yep. Uh, I have a great story about that. So, the okay. first time being from New England, yeah. the first time I ever went to Ocean Grove, I walked in and looked around. There's a central tabernacle in the mm -hmm. middle of it, and it was set up exactly like Oak Bluffs on Martha's Vineyard. That's right. And I said, this has to be settled by the Methodists because it looked identical to yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and it's a spectacular area. Both of them are. Yeah. Uh, Martha's Vineyard and obviously Ocean Grove. And it was all driven by religion. And the person who founded Ocean Grove actually founded uh, Asbury Park as well. Yeah, that's right. It's all kind of... And Asbury Park, just as a, as a side note, Asbury Park was very liberal with the way they treated their people there, where they, they allowed everyone in. It's a very inclusive area, and it still is to this day. Right. So, anyway. Yeah, so so you said Oak Bluffs, uh, uh, and there were a lot of them in New Jersey. There were some that would go out, up into the mountains, like uh, uh, Mount Tabor up in mm -hmm. Denville. Uh, Atlantic Highlands today used to be a Methodist Camp Meeting Association. Mm -hmm. There's another town called Pittman. That you go down there, it looks exactly the same. You're walking in, there's a tabernacle in it. It's the same way. And so they would venture down here, and then they started to build. Uh, Long Branch, though, was really the first major tourist destination mm -hmm. because you could get there in a boat directly across 
you'd come across in a boat to Sandy Hook. Then there was a railroad line that would run down through the, the peninsula, down to um, the Long Branch. And a lot of the um, wealthy would come there. As a matter of fact, they have this church called the Church of the Seven Presidents and the Park of the Seven Presidents because people like uh, President Grant and others came to spend their summer there. Mm. So that's my Ocean Grove story. So President Grant comes uh, down and uh, to Ocean Grove, and he wants to see his sister. His sister is, is staying in Ocean Grove. So this is the 1870s. And he shows up on a Sunday mm. in his carriage. The doors are locked. Mm -hmm. Anybody who knows uh, Ocean Grove, there's two big pillars there today, but there used to be two big gates. Okay. And they locked them on Sunday. And they made the president of the United States get out of his carriage and walk <laughs> into town. Could you imagine that happening today? They were um, speaking to a higher power. Yes. You're going to walk. Yes. Um, but also from the other end, uh, Cornelius May mm. was a Dutch uh, explorer around the same time as Hudson. He landed at the very bottom of New Jersey when he was exploring the Delaware. That was Cape May. And that started developing hmm. as a uh, tourist destination because you could get, you could pick up a train and a train would come from Philadelphia right down to Cape May. And then eventually it just kind of all worked its right. way And across, straight across to Atlantic across. City. And then, like you said, then things connected. So we've all seen the iconic pictures of people bathing in the 1920s in the water on the Jersey Shore. Now, I read something one where, somewhere that I want to fact check with you, that the actual boardwalks that were put into place, they were put into place by the hotels so people didn't track sand into the hotels That's to clean their feet. That's 100% correct, because the sand would ruin the carpets uh, uh, that, they would, that they would lay down. And that's exactly why they were, and they were removable. The original boardwalks were removable. They would okay. lay them down, and in the wintertime, they would pull them in. And, uh, you know, that goes along with that idea that, hey, they pulled the sidewalks in around here. Well, you know, they actually pulled That's the dumb. boardwalk in. So then you have this rush of people getting out of the horrid conditions in the cities, Philadelphia, New York, and, you know, all these, all these areas are all flooding yeah. to the New Jersey Shore in the summertime. They and start, bringing money with them there you and go. investments. Okay. Yeah, that's a great point. They're bringing money. Because the people that are coming here, they all have money. That's correct. So now they're investing in the surrounding area, and it just kind of builds and grows over the course of time. Yeah. So there's a, there's a town called Galloway, which is in Atlantic County, mm -hmm. and it's kind of in the middle. And what would happen is, is people in uh, Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, would get their family together, and they'd get on the train to Atlantic City, They'd save up their money during the week. These are regular folks, right, during the, during the year, and this is a big trip. And they'd get on the train, and they head out to Atlantic City, and all of a sudden the train would stop mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. We talk about how important land is. And they say, we're taking a stop here. And there'd be a little kiosk there, and a guy was selling lots of land mm -hmm. in Galloway for... $10, mm -hmm. $5. They had these incredible maps with these beautiful drawings, with these big wide uh, driveways and, 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 and par uh, parks and everything like that. And say, you can own your own piece of New Jersey for just $5. Mm -hmm. 
And of course, five thousand at the time was a lot of yeah. money, but you would own land. And a lot of these people lived in tenements and things like yeah. that, and they would buy them. Relo relocating here. Except they yeah. could never get there because okay. they never improved any of the property. They never built the roads. They okay. never built anything. And years later, I was called upon to go down there and uh, and uh, fix the titles in all these areas because you had all these people that still own this property 70, 80 years, years, years later. later. Oh, 70, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. Exactly. Um, but But the thirst for land. You see, I mean, it, sure. it's, they saved up their money. They're going to Atlantic City. They got the family. But dad's going to take $5, and he's going to buy a piece of land sight unseen off of a map right. in the middle of the forest. Joe, you mentioned Atlantic City. Do you know the story behind how Atlantic City became this gambling hub over the course of time? Well, you know, anytime you have... Places and Asbury Park is is a good example of it. Um, anytime you have a place that's really restrictive, like Ocean Grove, where mm. you couldn't drink and do a lot of other things, and you put right next to it another place started by James Bradley, the guy you were talking about, uh, and uh, it was slightly less restrictive. Mm -hmm. uh, although liquor was originally restricted in. Uh, in the uh, Atlanta, in Asbury Park too. Okay. Uh, there's plenty of restrictions that still exist today. Uh, they're not enforced, but they're there. Um, it becomes more popular, right? Mm -hmm. The people who are in the really nice area, they want to cross over the bridge, spend some fun time, and then come back. Right. Come back to the quiet. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, Atlantic City was uh, was similar in that way. Um, but in the 70s, of course, because we were in a, a, a particular uh, economic malaise, uh, I know people who bought property in Cape May, which today is worth millions oh, and millions of dollars, beautiful area. bought it for $50,000 because it was a dump at that in the 70s. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just like everything, Manhattan, yeah, everything. Yeah, and so Atlantic City, which was a sure community, and a lot of wealthy people had come down there, but had lost favor, uh, and unfortunately, a lot of the people who came down there to work uh, were unable to get out of the city and remained, and, and, and so they became impoverished. The legislature, in infinite wisdom, said, hey, let's bring gambling to the Jersey Shore, since you have to go all the way. At the time, Vegas was the only place you could go, right? Yeah. Uh, and everybody will come here, and it'll be just like Vegas. Mm -hmm. If they could do it in the middle of a desert, we could do it in Atlantic City. It's a fair assessment. You got uh, the beach, you got everything. Uh, they didn't count on, uh, uh, what you call, organized crime. <laughs> And they didn't, uh, they didn't invest the money in the long run in the people. They invested it in the casinos. Right. Uh, and today, I know that there, there, is, um, there is money being invested in, in Atlantic City again, mm -hmm. to be quite honest. Uh, online gambling, I think, is, is a challenge uh, to the redevelopment of that city. Uh, people can sit in their basement and, you know. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how things change? Not to sound like the, the old man here. I was having this conversation with another one of my kids the other day. Like, gambling used to be illegal. 
<laughs> like yeah. you really you couldn't do it. Now yeah. it's just it's easy enough, right on your phone. Yeah, right yeah. on your phone. Yeah. Encourage and advertise. Uh, encourage and right? advertise. Things change so much. Yep, yep. Uh, so what else? Except I, for I, Kurt I, Warner. <laughs> Kurt Warner does the commercial that says, you know, be smart about gambling. He's the only guy. Yeah, uh, the public service. I was watching okay. the game last night. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Thursday Night Football, and he came on and said, be smart. I have a question for you about military in New Jersey, because a lot of people do not know that we have geographically, like, square mileage of military base in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. It's one of the biggest areas in the country for military. And how did the military get built up in this area? Original jumping-off point mm. for World War One was out of Fort Dix. Okay. Okay. Um, Camp Kilmer was established. Most people don't even know it exists anymore. It is basically all, uh, it's a big section of Edison that's part of Rutgers University now, mm -hmm. mostly part of Rutgers University. That was the jumping off point for World War II. Hmm. Everybody would cycle through. They, they would go down south for training, but they would come up here on the railroad and then they would be shipped overseas uh, out of uh, ports in, in New York and, mm -hmm. and in Bayonne, uh, the Marine Ocean Terminal in Bayonne, which doesn't really exist anymore. Uh, and so that was the importance of having these bases here. And there's, I think, Jersey. still 50,000 active mili military people oh, yeah. approximately in the state of New yeah. Jersey. Uh, Fort Monmouth right here, of yeah. course, is now being redeveloped, but, but that was the... Uh, the information center uh, for the military in, in, in the wars. Yeah, it makes sense. Protection of Manhattan. Right. You know, yeah. in, the, in the surrounding area. The Nike missile base was on during the, um, during the Cold War, mm -hmm. was on Sandy Hook. And if you go out to Sandy Hook today, uh, you'll still find the remnants of Civil War uh, 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 forts there. Where if, they, if you haven't been to Sandy Hook, you have to check it out because it really is cool. Yeah. The beach is there. Yeah. And then also when you go to the tip of it, you see all that Civil War housing. Yeah. They have the Coast Guard base right. there now. Yep. But it's it's amazing. They're starting to rehabilitate those properties. Yes, yes I they mean, are. It's, you know, it's about time. Them out, some it's of about them out. time. Yeah. Uh, they, the, the government stood in the way uh, for a long time because they didn't understand uh, land. Okay, that people, if, if people invest in land if they own it. Mm -hmm. But they won't invest in land if they're leasing it or renting it. Mm. Uh, and so that was the problem. They were not willing to give the people long-term leases. Uh, and so they weren't willing to invest in developing those properties. Mm. What else do you think in New Jersey people need to know? The people out there listening, you've given us some great tidbits of information about different things, even where the name comes from. Yeah. I would never thought it came off from an island off the coast of France. Right. So what, anything else you think is pertinent that would be interesting to people? For me, you know, the, the formation of the land and the, the, the fights over the land are, are really paramount. Uh, but at the end of the day, the importance of New Jersey in the formation of this country, the revolution, mm. uh, cannot be overstated. Uh, the battles of Trenton, the battles of Monmouth right mm -hmm. here, pivotal pivotal battles in not just the war, but but in the way that uh, the United States, these new United States, were perceived by the rest of the war, mm -hmm. world. Because 
Remember, the American Revolution was a world war. Most people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. The French, the Spanish, the English, while we were fighting here, the French and the English were fighting in India. Weren't the French, French helping us? Yes, the French were helping us. The Spanish helped us from a financial standpoint. Mm -hmm. The English and the French and the Spanish were fighting in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. uh, a great book called First Salute by Barbara Tuckman talks about the first time that an American ship was recognized by uh, a foreign country, and that happened in the Caribbean. So we tend to look at it and say, well, you know, oh yeah, the American Revolution, uh, Valley Forge, George Washington, Yorktown. But so much of it happened right here. And there's mm. so many great books that have been written about the Revolutionary War in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, a great book about uh, uh, the Battle of Titton Falls uh, right up the road here. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of it was very much a civil war. Because remember, we were all English citizens, sure. English subjects. And then some of us decided we didn't want to be anymore. But some of us still wanted to be. Right. And so it's easy to look at all those awful British and us great patriots. But actually, we were fighting against ourselves, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of it happened right here. Not just the big battles, but little battles. Mm -hmm. uh, really important battles. Things yeah. like the West Point, uh, which is in New York, but, but the chain was built here. Mm -hmm. And if you ever go up to West Point, I really recommend it. It's a beautiful place to visit. And you stand out there uh, looking out on the river. The river snakes. It comes up. It turns, wraps around, and goes like this. And for sailing ships of that time, that was really difficult to maneuver sure. through that area. And by putting that chain across it, that it, stuck. it protected that important connection between New England and the rest mm -hmm. of the, the country. And that's one of the things that the British tried to do. They tried to separate the two. And... Uh, you know, there, there, there was the uh, uh, Fort Ticonderoga and the Battle of Saratoga, which was mm -hmm. a turning point of war. That was all about controlling the Hudson. And that chain, which we built here helped in New Jersey, helped us win the war. Well, Joe, thank you so much for your insight, the education, and your expertise in the, in the history of New Jersey. And you had mentioned a couple of great books, <clears throat> excuse me, for people. I'd also mention one more, Owning New Jersey, written by Joseph Gravis. You, you should check it out. You clearly are well-versed in the area. Uh, we're going to have you on at a future time to talk about title, because that's the industry that you're in, and understanding what your rights are as it pertains to water and land and what's under the water and all these different facets of buying a home in New Jersey. So stay tuned for that episode. Joe, I appreciate you spending the time today. Anytime. And look I forward to catching it. up with in the future. Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, I hope you found that interesting today. Learned a lot about the state of New Jersey, from how it was colonized to how it got built up on the New Jersey shore, Atlantic City. Hope you really enjoyed it. Look forward to catching up with you next week.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.